Welcome to the Kiss My Crown podcast. Now, this is the place for women who want to have it all and then some. This is about mindset. This is about manifestation and everything in between. My job here is to empower you to become the queen of your world, just like you deserve to be. I'm your host, Natasha Mundy. Hello, my queens, and welcome back to another episode of the Kiss My Crown podcast. And of course, as always, thank you so much for joining me today. So there is so much going on right now. It is crazy. So for starters, if you're listening to this, this will come out Wednesday morning in Australia time as Aussie Aussie Aussies. And when this episode comes out... I will officially be 40 years old. Shut the front door. I am so, so fucking excited. Um, Yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited. So for here now, it's Monday night. So it's two days before my birthday. And um, obviously a lot of reflection going on because I think it's just sort of, at first there wasn't a lot of reflection and then all of a sudden there were just all these sort of thoughts and you know, stuff going on. So, you know, here we are. And, you know, I'm so, as I said, I'm actually really, really excited about this next chapter in my life. Like sort of that next phase is sort of a bit of an era, I guess, you know, and I guess for me, the way that I see it, you know, we've, I mean, the last two years have just been, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and the last two years have just been full on. Um, I don't even know what else to tell you. Like so much has happened, like good and bad, you know, like we went through a pretty, pretty rough patch there for a while, especially last year when we, you know, didn't have a space of our own and, and all that sort of stuff. And it just, you know, just about destroyed my family. If I'm honest, um, it just, it almost broke us, but, you know, amongst all that, there were so many highs as well, you know, like from, you know, I mean, <laughs> I said there's so many highs. We're still waiting for our land to be ready. Like, what the actual fuck? But, you know, there was career changes and new schools and and starting to see my kids thrive. And now finally with our house that we've got at the moment and new car and, you know, all this sort of stuff. But the the last two years have been, oh, I don't know. I mean, a lot, right? (laughs) A lot. That's a great way to, to describe it. So... I'm sort of hoping for like the next part of my 40s is a bit of stability, I guess. Um, It's something that I'm really, really wanting to do. And, you know, and to get that, I've also made some pretty big decisions on my life. Still one I can't share with you just yet. That's going to be a couple of weeks away before I share it with you. But just looking at making some changes, I guess, in my life so that I can um, focus more and have more time to do the things that I love, which include being able to run my business and have more time to run my business and, you know, have more time to spend my with my family and working with my family is work, you know, working so that I've got time free, like weekends and stuff like that, to be able to, you know, watch my son play soccer and just, you know, be, be with them when I can. So, you know, I think for me, I made a lot of decisions 
recently just really based on where I am in my life. Like I said last week, you know, there was a lot, you know, that all this stuff's been going on for a couple of weeks now, but you know, I'd made previous decisions last year to suit me where I was in my life. And that was, you know, being at uni. And then prior to that, you know, it was always about making decisions that suited being able to look after my son and and all that sort of stuff, but he's going to be in high school next year. So, you know, things are, things are a little different and it's time that I actually get to do some things for me. And I think that's really exciting and having a chance to go after career opportunities and, and things like that is just is really really exciting and I can't wait to share more of it with you and as soon as I can I promise I will as I always do anyway but there is change on the horizon and I'm excited about it let's put it that way now today Today, I'm actually going to introduce you to a framework that I've been working on. So if you didn't know already, the seven-day self-love challenge is uh, running. It's running. It's almost halfway through. It'll be halfway through tomorrow, um, which is just amazing and incredible. And it's been so much fun. And And I got to film some really good content. But part of the self-love challenge, what I wanted to do was to introduce my audience to the five pillars of self-love. And the five pillars of self-love are not quite what you might expect to hear from a self-love talk. um, Because I think that, you know, there's so many different layers to self-love. And... And we all resonate differently when when it comes to that, you know, and... And of course, I've, you know, in the past, I've done things like affirmations and, and, you know, talking about limiting beliefs and working through all those sort of things. But when it came to self-love and it was about having practical actions to be able to do some solid practical actions that I could implement into my life on a day-to-day basis um, that would help me to, you know, have to develop a relationship with myself where I respected myself, respected my time and, you know, and learned to not only just love myself, but to love the skin that I'm in, but to love the life that I live. And that's what I want to introduce you to today as well is to these five pillars of self love. And like I said, it's a little bit different because I'm a little bit more practical minded, not necessarily, um, you know, like, of course I'm a part woo woo and all that sort of stuff, but you know, when it comes to this, you know, for me, this was really too, was the missing piece in my manifestation process. And as soon as I started having this stuff right, because a lot of this stuff is about setting these sort of standards for how you treat yourself, because it sends a message to the universe about how you want to be treated. And, and once you start doing that, the universe, like it comes back to you. It's like, okay, I hear you, babe. I hear you. You you want this. No worries. You not accepting anything else less than this. I get you. He's better. All right. And that's how, how it works. And this is sort of the game changer for manifestation for me. So that's why I want to talk about it today. So the five pillars, let's get started. So the first pillar, the first pillar is about making yourself a priority in your life and filling your own cup first. And this goes back, 
you know, we've all heard this analogy and I use this analogy all the time because it is not just an analogy. It's not just something that happens when you're on an airplane, but it's actually a life lesson. So whenever you get on board that airplane and they give you the safety talk and they tell you if in case of emergency and the air mask drop down, what is the first thing that they tell you to do? They tell you to fit that mask to yourself first before helping anyone else. And this is such a powerful life lesson because what I find is, you know, until we are willing to help ourselves, until we are willing to save ourselves or put in that effort with ourselves, then how can we do that with other people? If we can't save ourselves, how can we save someone else? If we can't look after ourselves, how can we look after someone else? Because what happens, right, when you do not feel your own needs and you do not make yourself a priority is you run on empty. You have an empty cup. And let's talk about what is at the bottom of the cup. All right, when you're running on empty, what is at the bottom of the cup? It is the goddamn dregs. It's the bit that nobody wants. It's the sediment. It's the shit down the bottom. And when we run on empty, because we have this sort of idea in our mind that we have to be our last priority, we think we're like some sort of, you know, martyr syndrome or something that we're going to get a medal for being the hardest, you know, like the most burnt out mum on the, you know, freaking kiss and drop or whatever, or whatever it is, you know, like there is no medal for being that person. But when you are being that person as well, is that what we don't realize is that you're literally giving your worst to everybody around you. So when you are running on empty, when you're running on those vapors, you know, it is like a fuel tank. You know, what happens when your fuel tank gets too empty, there's sediment and there's shit down there and it makes your car run like shit. It's the same thing. It's the same thing for you too. You know, like, so if you are running on shit and you're running on empty, you are literally giving your worst, all right? And that's and that's in every aspect of your life. You give the worst of yourself to your relationship. You give the worst of yourself to your children. You give the worst of yourself to your employment. You know, whatever it is that you do, because you're so burnt out, because you're not filling your own cup, because you're not prioritizing your own needs, is that you're giving, in turn, you're giving your worst. And, you know, and I know we mean well, when we put ourselves last and we put everybody else in front of us, you know, we're sort of hardwired a little bit that way, but it's really, really, you know, we can mean well, but it, but it's not, it's not what it is, right? Like we literally, you know, giving everyone the fumes and that's when we get more aggravated, you know, we lose our temper, we're stressed out, we talk meanly to people, you know, we do a shitty job. That's when that happens because we're so burnt out. So I cannot, you know, explain how important it is to actually start making yourself a priority in your own damn life. Um, Because once you look after yourself and you start to fill your own cup, then what happens is that you start to, you know, when you walk out that door, you're giving your the best of yourself to everyone else. You're giving your, your best of yourself to your children. You're giving the best of yourself to your relationship. You're giving the best of yourself to your uh, employment. You are just thriving in life, right? And when you're like that, everything just seems to be in flow and in sync because you're in alignment and things are just boom, 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 and they all go right for you. It's because you are looking after yourself first. 
And as I said, it sends a bigger picture. It sends a message out into the universe as well. Like, hey, universe, I'm going to make myself a priority. And they're like, oh, guess what? We're going to make you a priority too. And they're going to match that energy for you. There is like no magic sort of answer for this though, other than just actually making yourself a priority because you know, you can sit here with all the excuses of the world. Like I'm too busy. I'm too this, I'm too that. Well, you know, I'm going to call you out on that. That's a load of shit, right? That is an absolute light load of shit because if you can, you know, attend a doctor's appointment, if you can, you know, go to the kid's basketball training or soccer training or game, or you can pick them up from school or get them ready for school, or you can vacuum the floors or you could, you know, do all the housework and the laundry is that you can allow yourself 15 minutes to refill your cup. And it doesn't have to be extravagant. It could be something as simple as taking 15, 20 minutes to have a nice bath. It might be read a book like it is. But the other thing is, well, I have to ask you, have you ever taken the time to stop and work out what it is that you actually need in life to perform at your best in your day to day world? Have you actually made that time and space for yourself? Because if you haven't, that is your first step. What makes you tick? What makes you perform at your best? Because you need to know that. Do you need some relaxation? Do you need, you know, like if you have too much time with people, do you need a bit of a buffer? Do you need, you know, work this stuff out? Are you better in the morning? Are you better in the evening? Are you, you know, are you a night hour morning person? Do you, you, do you need four, eight hours sleep or are you okay on six? Like it's this sort of stuff that makes, you know, are you better with a slow morning or fast morning? social media no social media like what what is it that you know when and this is when you need to check in with yourself as well and just take note about how you feel in different situations you know go, go for a morning walk fuck that made me feel really good okay amazing more of that all right and these can always change you know like it doesn't have to be like that all you know like the same thing all the time so our second pillar of self-love is setting boundaries And when I talk about setting boundaries here too, I'm not just talking about external boundaries, but I'm also talking about internal boundaries because how we allow ourselves to be treated sets the tone for what, what it is that we will accept. And if we are at a point where we just, you know, accept bad treatment from people, then that's what we're going to get more of. All right. And Brene Brown said it best when she she had a saying, um, if you ever watch Atlas of the Heart, and I highly recommend you do, it's on binge, it's amazing, Um, talking about discomfort over resentment and how, you know, for a little bit, like for having an uncomfortable conversation or feeling uncomfortable setting a boundary or enforcing a boundary, that that little bit of short-term discomfort is better than the long-term resentment that it ends up being if you don't have that uncomfortable situation, that uncomfortable conversation, rather. You know, because otherwise it ends up being, like, resentful and it's lifelong resentment and we don't, you don't want that. Nobody wants that. But when I talk about setting internal boundaries, okay, well, what are you, you know, whether they're internal, external, but, you know, what is it you will and won't tolerate? They're the questions that I want to ask you, you know, like, Are you going to tolerate somebody talking to you like shit? No, you're not. So what that also means is setting that same internal boundary for yourself about not talking to yourself like shit either. It's that negative self-talk, you know, like maybe it's that we need to put a cap on that little voice 
Because if you're going to talk to yourself like that, what you don't realize is subconsciously, you're setting a boundary that allows other people to talk to you like that too. So we want to make sure that our internal and external boundaries match one another. And I'll tell you, boundaries, again, boundaries are flexible. They are always going to change. And each day as you go on this journey and each day as you learn to love yourself more and more and more, you'll have more respect for yourself each and every day. And each and every day, your standards will raise. And once what was once tolerable will no longer be tolerable. And this will keep on moving, as I said, every every day. Um, this is saying that I see in my own life of things that I will will not accept. You know, and when I talk about external boundaries, they can be, you know, they're not just with people, but they're like with work and stuff like that as well. And I'll use an example for me is the other day, my workplace wanted me to work seven days. Well, that's a boundary for me. That is, that is an absolute no from me. That is a boundary because I know what will happen if I work seven days is I will get burnt out. I will be tired. I will be grumpy. I will be giving shit customer service because I'm tired and grumpy and burnt out and I'm going to take it out on somebody else. And then on the flip side, there's going to be a lot of bloody resentment as well of how dare you ask me to work seven days. All right. Or even expect somebody to work seven days because to me, not having that boundary is like, well, if you're going to ask me to seven days, do you actually respect who I am as a human being and my work-life balance? That brings that into question, right? So boundaries work you know, in so many different ways. And that's, it can be the boundaries in your relationships of how you let your children talk to you or behave. Um, and you know, in your interactions with one another to your lovers, to your partners, to friends, you know, and I've been very open about boundaries that I needed to set with friends. And, and some of those boundaries were minimum expectations. And one of those minimum expectations is that, you know, we catch up once a month, you know, like, and, and if people can't get on board with that, then that's cool. Then they're not going to be part of that inner circle. And that's me setting a boundary. And for me, that meant cutting out a friend this year, like my best friend. It meant literally cutting her out. And it was tough. But at the end of the day, I was, because I wasn't initially setting, like enforcing my boundaries, because I had the boundary, but I wasn't enforcing it. So it, it ended up just being so resentful I resented her I resented the friendship I resented her because you know here we were you know like just not having that little bit of mutual respect so sometimes that happens as well so that's where we are that's boundaries you know and this is why it's so important of setting these boundaries and you need to actually set the boundaries you can't say oh this is my boundary like you need to sit down and go these are my boundaries like and think about it and think about different situations and, and what it is that you will not will and will not accept from different relationships, from yourself, from careers, the whole lot. Lay it out in the line. Write that shit down because when we write it down, that's when it becomes a truth. All right. So this one I love. So my third pillar for self-love is about doing more of what you love and less of what you don't. It sounds so simple, right? But how often do we get caught up on the conveyor belt of life and we get stuck in this autopilot and it's like eat, sleep, work, repeat, eat, sleep, work, repeat. And we're just doing the same thing day in 
and day out and we're almost numb to it we're almost um like unconscious to it you know it's almost like being hypnotized or something and you're just sort of going through the day-to-day motions of life so you know and this is what I've got to ask and this is what I ask people in my self-love club as well you know like what is it that you are doing today that you are looking forward to what is it that you're going to do today have you planned something in your day that you love Have you planned something in your day that you love? Because I guess a bit of the tip here is, is life is short. Life is very short. And if we are not making time to do the things that we love, we should be doing them every day. Because what is the point of waking up in the morning if we're not going to do something in our life that we absolutely love, that brings us joy? Maybe that is, maybe what brings us joy is reading. Maybe what is, brings us joy is going down to the park with your kids. Or, you know, you know, my husband will love to play a game on his computer or whatever. You know, whatever it may be, make sure you're doing some of that every single day. Again, it doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to be huge. But it's just about, this is how we create a life that we love. It's by doing something every day that we love. And every week and every month, you know, and so sometimes, yeah, there's like bigger things that like maybe, maybe I can only catch up with my girlfriends with cocktails once a month. That's totally fine. But, you know, like I also know that I can have a bath, you know, schedule in time for a nice relaxing bath with spa music and candles and, you know, a glass of wine if I want to. I can do that at any point of time. I can schedule in, you know, I for me, I've always said that, oh, Tuesday nights for me is mummy connor time and we watch a movie together or a tv show depending on how we're feeling but you know like that's sad and that's i look forward to that every tuesday and so that's one of those things every day you know like here on a monday night i record my podcast i look forward to doing that i love this podcast so but also on the flip side is that sometimes we need to make time and space to be able to fit in the things that we love so we can fit in time to do the things that we love. So sometimes we need to cull some of that shit that we don't love out. And, you know, there's so many different ways in which we could do that. But, you know, a lot of it comes down to organization, you know, like whether you look at, you know, for me personally, something that I did to, it's sort of, it's sort of almost like buying back time in your own life is uh, for me, click and collect for my shopping you know, so I can jump online, takes me like 10, 15 minutes, order everything. And most of the time it's just quick reorder anyway, because you typically have the same things per week. Boom, it's in my cart. I schedule it on a time to pick it up when I know I'm going to be going past Woolies so and maybe after work, before work, anything like that. Boom, there it is. You know, there that saves me two hours walking around a supermarket trying to work out what the fuck I want, right? So it's buying back that sort of time. Maybe it's having a look at your chore load, and how that is distributed amongst your household. Are you guys doing things 50-50? Or is it more 70-20, like 30? Or, you know, what is that? And and looking at, you know, your kids' ages. So, you know, for me, Connor's 11, going on 12. So he's very capable of emptying the dishwasher. That is his job. You know, it's sharing those chores around and everybody is pitching in and everyone's doing something. It's the same with the cooking. Me and hubby were 50-50. Well, we're actually probably about... I want to say 60, 40, 70, 30 in 
how do I say it? My favor, his favor, because at the moment I spend more time out of the home and that's how we distribute our time because I'm spending more time out of the home and he's home more. He does a little bit more around the house, which, you know, internally grateful for. Um, but if that ever changes, then it'll go back to a 50, 50 split. So, you know, it's just sort of that sort of thing as well. And, you know, and sometimes it depends on where you are in your life and budget and stuff like that as well, because, you know, maybe it's about delegating some tasks to somebody externally. You know, maybe you have a house cleaner that comes in every two weeks and looks after your bathrooms and your kitchens for you. So you don't have to worry about that deep clean and therefore buying yourself back again a couple of hours so that you can do something you love. You can, you know, have a side hustle, make some money, that sort of stuff. You know, you've got to look at that sort of that time for effort as well. So the next pillar, da da da, drum roll, please. So it sort of carries on a little bit from that one. We were talking about having like having your village, all right, your support network, your entourage, as I like to call them, entourage. Now we need to lay to rest. May she rest in peace, superwoman, the superwoman stereotype. May she die a peaceful death. And may we never idolize that bullshit again. (laughs) All right. So what do I mean by that? So, you know, there seems to be this thing where women feel like they've got to do it all. They've got to do everything, you know, and they're making the perfect school lunches and they're, you know, dropping off the kids and they're doing the homework and then they're working. And it's like they have to do every single little thing and they don't want to ask for any help whatsoever. We stopped asking people for help and assistance. We're just going to do it all ourselves. And this is how we're getting to that burnout of not filling our cups. So, you know, you can be superwoman, but at the end of the day, you ain't giving your best. So really, you know, what's so super about it? So hence why she needs to rest in peace. Because what we need is we need to get back to having our communities. You know, they always used to say it takes a village to raise a child. Well, it takes a village just to live, to be honest, you know, like. And, you know, your village or your entourage, as I said, I like to call it my entourage. I like to feel like a bit of a diva time from time to time. Is I feel like it's sort of like inner circles and outer circles of, of, of people of how they sort of help you out. Because you can have your inner circles, which are like your friends and your family, and they might help out with things like babysitting or the person that you call when things go to shit and you just need to talk to somebody. You know, these are the sort of things that we're talking about here. And, you know, the people that help you around the house of doing, you know, sharing some of the the housework with you and, and all those sort of fun stuff. And just being okay with asking for help. You know, like... Let me tell you, you know, if you can, if you are in a position to get the grandparents involved in any sort of raising of your child, that relationship that comes from that is something of fucking beauty. Let me tell you, I cannot tell you how close my son is with my mother-in-law and my own mum. You know, like it just it is such a beautiful relationship, and you know, and this is because, you know. My mother-in-law used to look after Connor one day a week when I went back to work. She was able to work from home. And so she would have Connor one day a week. So it was one day a week we didn't have to put him into childcare. And it was the same with my mum. She's done school pickup and, oh, not pickup, but, uh, yeah, pickup, I was going to say drop off. School pickups and, and looked after him after school. And the same thing, you know, like 
and the relationships are just beautiful and I'm not above calling them to look after him so I hubby and I can go have a date night either all right so it's sort of things like that um you know like it just it makes a huge difference in your life when you can ask people for help and like I said you know when I talk about my entourage though you know it includes my best friends and maybe that's because I need them for some girl time to go out and have some cocktails because I just need to blow off some steam or it could be because I have a hairstylist that I see every three months or no I go a bit longer these days but you know it's my hairstylist it's a person who used to come and mow our lawns it is you know the chiropractor that we go and see to keep our bodies right it's it's everything this is all included in your entourage into your network but and this is the same like maybe you're in a position where you know you can get somebody in to clean the house and that's going to free up two hours of your time per week and that's can be like invaluable like it's literally buying back time and that could be two hours a week that you are either filling your your own cup or you're doing more thing of what you love and maybe you know something of what you love is maybe you're passionate about a particular side hustle that's going to bring in generate income so if you're freeing up two hours of your time you're actually freeing up two hours to make more money so you know it sort of it balances here and we're here for a good time not a long time either um, I don't know when it became such a dirty word for people to have you know, if they have nannies or house cleaners or or things like that. Like I just, I don't know. That's about, I mean, not that I ever had a nanny, but I would quite happily have a house cleaner tomorrow if I felt that my load was too much and things weren't getting done here. I'm not above asking for that sort of help. So the last, the last pillar in the five pillars of self-love is all about embodiment embodiment is all about becoming the person that you want to be all right and this is like you know when I talk about your higher self so if you think about if you sit back there and you think about your dream life and all the things that you would have and achieve with your dream life maybe it's a dream career maybe it's you know traveling every year you know whatever it may be embodiment is about getting into that mindset right here right now so you're getting into the mindset of that version of you that future self version of you who's done all those epic cool shit and getting into her mindset right here, right now. It's about being her because the sooner that you will be her is the sooner you will have that dream life. Um, and I think this is where it gets all confusing as everybody thinks that we have to have the dream life before we become that person. But the joke's on us because it's actually the other way around we need to become that person first and if you can find ways to tap into that sort of mindset as well you know like I'm always like what would she do what would that version of me who's achieved all the things that I want to achieve what would she do in this moment what decision would she make what choices would she make and things like that and then I think about her day-to-day life what does she do what is that what is that version of me what does she do on a day-to-day what's her routine like who does she hang out with? What does she watch? What does she consume? What does she eat? What does she drink? And I ask myself all those sort of questions and I start thinking about it. I'm like, cool. Well, you know, that other version of me, that future version of me, she is like hydration queen. She drinks two liters of water every day. Boom. I'm drinking two liters of water every day, right? I just start doing. I start doing those things. Um, I start becoming and I start doing. And then before you know it, I have all the things. And as well, you know, and why this is a pillar of self-love is because 
you know, it's about going on with that journey with yourself and just being the the version of you that you want to be. You get to be whoever you want to be. And that's such an incredible thing. And, you know, once you, you know, once you start being the person that you want to be, it's so much easier to fall in love with yourself because it's who you look up to. It's who inspires you. It's who, you know, just who you want to be. And, you know, like, and it's hard not to fall in love with yourself when you are being the best, the best version of yourself. Because when you are being your future self, when you're embodying her, that's what you're doing. You're being the, you're being your best self. And when you're at your best self, well, we said this is like filling your own cup first. You are giving your gifts to the world. You're bringing your best out every day and you're bringing the best and giving it to the world and everybody that comes across you in it. And that is something fucking magical. So they are the five pillars of self-love. And what I'm really excited about with the five pillars of self-club is uh, self-love is that this is the foundation on which the new version of the self-love club is being built on. And it's about how can we implement those five pillars into every aspect of our life and how can we achieve the goals that we want to achieve by implementing this foundation by implementing this framework because it is this framework that helps you to achieve goals it is this framework that helps you to become who you want to become it is this framework that helps you to be your best self and I'm so excited about that and I cannot wait and this is the journey for next year that we're going on on in the self-love club but hey if you are interested in going on this journey with us and how that we can get this sort of accountability and this framework intertwined into your goals and your life and what it is that you want, then you need to send me an email or slide in my DMs and say, I want some more information on the self-love club. Before we know it, probably next week, there'll be a tab on the website, but I don't have it just yet. So if you're keen to know about it now, though, and you want to get in early because it is going to be limited places, I only have room for 10 people on this journey. That is it. And I can tell you that there is, I've got to count off the top of my head now, five places already taken. Right, so you know, as I said, this is a journey for 10 people and five places are already taken. So if you want to be one of the other five, email me natasha at kissmycrownacademy.com or just slide into my dms on instagram facebook it's all the same handle all right don't miss out if you want to be a part of it be a part of it but this is what we're talking about is with this framework today oh that is so awesome i just was so excited to start actually sharing this framework with people and and getting it out there because like i said for me it was these it was doing these five things that helped me to change my mindset, to change my life. You know, I'd hit rock bottom. I hated myself. I felt like I was not worthy and not enough. But when I started doing these little things every day and I started showing up for myself, I started falling in love with myself. You know, and now I'm a self-proclaimed self-love queen because I did the work. And I'm laying all there as free content for you right now if you want to start doing the work too. So anyway, wrapping it up, we're taking it home, ladies. We are taking it home. I hope that you have 
a magnificent rest of this week. And I'll tell you, the rest of my week is filled with doing the most epic shit ever for my 40th birthday. I'm going to be going holding koala. I'm having a Bridgerton theme croquet garden party plus after party. Um, I'm going out for cocktails in a rooftop bar, getting my hair done and all this like fabulous and fantastic stuff. So obviously I will share all that on Instagram as I do. But thank you for being a part of my journey and allowing me to be a part of yours today. I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous darling, a fabulous rest of the day. Thank you so much for supporting the Kiss My Crown podcast. Now, if you want to keep in touch or up to date with all things Queen Creations, make sure to head over to the website of www.queencreationsdesign.com. It is your one-stop shop for everything to do with Queen Creations.